Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Neil, let's jump into our crime mystery segment today. It's a good one from uh, Australia. The uh, the case of the well, the, the, the teacher's the, pet the, case. The teacher's um, pet. Yeah. I, I've got a vested interest in this because this one launched my good self and Jason Dacey, who's on the line, who I must thank, by the way, because he brought me on this show in the first place. Mm. It launched this show, Glenn, into the stratosphere. <laughs> you wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for this okay, uh, crime get, mystery let's case. Let's get on with the latest. Chris Dawson. Chris <laughs> Dawson. Now, we must stress first that Chris Dawson was a PE teacher in the uh, Sydney suburbs and was Jason Dacey's PE teacher. Mm-hmm. And then an extraordinary thing happened. Jason, over to you. Yes. Hi, guys. Uh, this is a story that I followed uh, very closely because Chris Dawson was my PE teacher at North Sydney Boys High School in the mid-1970s. I'll, I'll go back and talk about that a bit later on. But there's been this case where his wife, Lynette Dawson, disappeared in January of 1982, mysteriously disappeared. Chris had always said that she just um, decided she was going to go up the North Coast from Sydney, uh, but a lot of people suspected that he murdered uh, Lynette Dawson. And just in the past uh, couple of days, Chris Dawson has now been committed to stand trial for the murder of his wife on Sydney's northern beaches in January 1982. And he will face trial in the Supreme Court later this year after being committed by Magistrate Jacqueline Trad in the Downing Centre local court on Thursday in Sydney. And this is huge because of this teacher's pet podcast that was on the Australian newspaper kind of a cold case and they were talking about what happened and everyone had these kind of conspiracy theories but mostly because of that which won a major journalism award Chris Dawson's case was reopened and now they've decided he must stand trial and the uh, trial will take place later this year at the end of the year probably. Jason how can this case be reopened or retried so many decades after uh, it initially came up? It's because of evidence, because of all the uh, witnesses that have uh, come up with, uh, you know, I guess, evidence that um, Chris Dawson may have been involved with this. But on the other side, on the defense side, there are people who have said they've actually seen Lynette Dawson, his uh, allegedly, you know, a murdered wife since 1982. They've seen her on the street at the bus stops, uh, working at hospitals. But probably no one actually ever spoke to her, which is one of the bizarre thing. So there have been sightings of her. There was even a sighting of her when Prince Charles... Princess Diana visited Sydney soon after 1982, I think it was 83 or 84, and someone saw her run and kind of maybe give some flowers or say hi to the, to the royals, and they thought, wow, this kind of dangerous because he's running to the road. And of course, he just the crowd. So there have been all these signs, and I think you could probably elaborate more on this. Yeah, I'll jump There's in there. All sorts of signings. Yeah. yeah, I'll jump in there, Jason. There's been some weird signings. We're, we're losing you a little bit on the phone, so if you could move to a clearer spot. Yeah, apparently in 2006, an episode of the British TV series Antiques Roadshow is filmed in Cornwall in the UK, and Mr. Dawson claimed he saw his wife floating in the background of this marquee, <laughs> in, in, in the background of this scene. Now, for the benefit of our you know Singaporean listeners who may not have followed our many segments on this in the past. The reason it has captured global, Glenn, global attention is because, as Jason rightly says, it started off as a a podcast, a cold case podcast Mm. that went all around the world. Because even I have never read a case like this. You know, there's been documentaries made about this. Yeah, sure. Have to put it into context. It all started after 
Jason Dacey was his student. No, it, when Jason Dacey was his student, <laughs> was his student. Jason Dacey was last seen yeah, with yeah. Lynn. Yeah, exactly anyway. right. No, no, no. Wait. After Jason Dacey <laughs> warped this man's mind, and he, he and also interestingly, he was a minor, a very minor local celebrity because he played rugby league. That's mm. this guy, not Jason. Right? <laughs> that's that's uh, Jason. Hey, I played rugby league too, but he, not the same. A celebrity level. for other reasons. He did. Jason. He did. So, so anyway, while he's a PE teacher, just to clarify quickly, he married. Is this woman? They have two daughters, right? Then he, as I say, he becomes a PE teacher, not at the same school as Jason, and has an affair with a 16-year-old student, right? He then persuades his wife to allow this 16-year-old student to move in with them so that she can finish her high school certificate and get away from a violent stepfather, right? Then this student and Mr. Dawson, they run away together. This has been chronicled. This is accepted as true. But then... She changes her mind and they return to Sydney, and Jason will jump in if I'm wrong, and go back to living with the wife, right? The wife and him then have marriage counselling, bearing in mind that he's having an affair with his teenager in his house, with his wife in the same house. Then he claims in January the 9th, 1982, he drops her off to go shopping. She never turns up. I think she was meeting her family. She never turns up. Hmm. He moves in. He moves in the girlfriend permanently the next day. <laughs> Oops. And gets his kids, he's now disappeared wife's yeah. kids, to call this young girl mother. There is nothing suspicious about this the whatsoever. The next day, Glenn, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Uh, then after a few weeks he reports, he only reports his wife missing six weeks later and then he you know, goes through with a divorce and then he marries this woman who later subsequently divorces him, the teenager, once he grows up. Ah. She subsequently divorces him and says he was a very violent man. And Jason, I even think it's right in saying, isn't it, that the now second wife, the, the ex-teenager, she's gone public and said she believes he did it as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, she said that he was violent and, you know, that he had this bad temper and everything else, you know. But other people have said that Chris Dawson was the model father and the model husband. There was a 101-year-old former babysitter who gave uh, evidence at the trial over the last few days, and he was saying uh, he, she thought it was the perfect marriage and that Lynn was very happy and Lynn had called... Uh, her about uh, a present for Chris Dawson for that uh, Christmas of 1981. So it's kind of very, very, uh, you know, very complex, lots of intricate uh, plot developments. And this is the man that stood in front of me in my first ever PE class at North Sydney Boys High School in uh, January of 1974. He was at that school for a few years and then went to Cromer High where he met the uh, the babysitter and the rest, as they say, is history. And there's a couple of things to add. I mean, this is a a Netflix series just waiting to happen because they've subsequently returned several times, haven't they? They've dug up the swimming pool where people believed the disappeared wife may be buried. They never found anything, but they did find one or two items. Was that correct? They, they found a scarf yes. or something? Yes. They found some clothing in there and they've even got clairvoyance involved to say that they think that Lynette is buried near a rock in the backyard of this this house, uh, you know. So it's, it's wow. very very and just, uh, complex, and, and it's it's not very clear exactly what the truth is. That's and let's hope this trial will maybe uncover the truth. And just briefly and finally on this one, just to add to the macabre nature of it for our listeners, he has a bizarre relationship with his own twin brother, doesn't he? He does. Paul Dawson and Chris Dawson were you know identical twins. Uh, they played rugby league for Newtown, which was a semi-professional team in the, in the 1970s and they hang out together they've got matching number plates they both live in queensland they have matching t-shirts, matching t-shirts. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it, it's it's incredible, and you can look back and see the pictures of them when they were at school together, and and the weddings, and they've been together the whole time. And of course, Paul has stood by Chris's side right throughout this uh, process. You know, Paul lives on the sun on the Gold Coast, and Chris lives on the Sunshine Coast, uh, either side of Brisbane. Jason, an amazing story. Thank you so much for uh, updating us from Australia on this. We will look forward to having you back on as the trial uh, gets underway and whatever interesting news might come out of that. But uh, in the meantime, thanks again. Have a great uh, Saturday down there in Brisbane. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.